you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I don't know if, who, who all was in on this shit, but they... They really reeled me in the game and was like, nigga, we, you gonna be a real one, nigga. Cause the nigga, nigga the nigga had his broad. Uh, he went away one night and the bitch was like walking around with a robe on, butt ass naked and shit. And she was just like, um, she was like, man, short, you know, I've, I've seen you looking at me. I'm like, hey, you fine, I be looking. And she was like, shit, you wanna fuck? And I'm like, so we had the house by ourselves, right? I'm like, yeah, I wanna fuck. <laughs> she said, tell me. Tell me something about Dean. Like, give me some dirt. I said, shit, every time you leave, the bitch next door come over here and they go in the room and kick it. And she was like, I knew it. She was like, all right, I'm going to give you some pussy. She went in the room, bitch never came back out. The next day, he said, nigga, don't you ever let these bitches <laughs> do this shit to you, nigga. Uh, uh, nigga, fuck these uh, he, Oh, you again, got nigga, again, nigga, I ride a nigga around like, he like, bro, come on, man. We, we, Don't we you ever like that. do that? <laughs> like, oh, fuck. He gonna have to figure himself out. I don't know if he finna be able to put it back together. What's he got I've to seen niggas in life do what Kanye did, man. Nigga go walk out on the edge on the wild side, get off into all that shit out there in the world, see how fucking real the world is, and all this shit that look pretty and ugly and evil and good and bad and shit and. Some some niggas, man, that shit is never come back. Shit is terrifying, man. And the motherfucker go out there on the edge and click, and only thing could bring him back was the fucking investors fucking shit into something like like church or something, yeah. some kind of motherfucking therapeutic, something that'll get you back off that ledge. He went out there and seen that shit. He he seen the real it. shit. Yeah, on everything. The niggas that have you at a party, man. You thinking like, nigga, this niggas right there is a demon. <laughs> like, hey, you, and then he go try to tell somebody, they like, he crazy. Like, no, motherfucker, Bro. I was at a party last night. I seen a demon you, you standing are, there. I've been recording. Okay, look, you ready? I was Stunner, right? This is one of the first time me and Stunners go to a war show. This is probably 2009. We go to a war show. He take me to the MTV Awards. I see Erica Badu for the first time. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is cold in person. I'm on her. I see her. You know, young LA nigga fucked up mentality. I'm like, I'm finna have her. Like, I'm finna... <laughs> 
I'm finna show all these She got that sexuality. You f- and it is like she just be floating because she don't even be walking because she was just floating past. I was like, oh, I'm finna have her. This I'm finna do this. This is this right here is it. Like, and I, she like rappers. Man, feel me? <laughs> I'm a gangster too. This gonna work out. So I'm looking. I say, Birdman, I tap him. I say, look. Look at her right there. He like, yeah, she called. I was like, yeah, I'm finna go get her. So I get up to try to go shoot my shot. The nigga grabbed me and snatched me down. And mind you, this nigga ain't the type of nigga that really, to me, get too invested in most of the shit. He, he give you game and all that. If you listening, it's cool. If you're not, he gonna let you walk. But he grabbed me. He said, hey, man, don't do that. I said, why not? Look, nigga, I'm finna get her. Nigga, you think I can't get her? He said, nah, man, she on some shit. I'm like, man, you tripping. Let me get up. I'm thinking he's saying, like, I can't get her. He sat me down. He grabbed me, snatched me down. He said, nah, G, man, she like a witch or something, man. She on some other shit. People be saying that. <laughs> People say that. I heard that before. So I looked at him, right? I'm like, man, you tripping. You, I'm, you tripping. I look back and I look at his face. And all I thought was this nigga from New Orleans. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just chill because it's the reason he's saying this shit. <laughs> I never got at her. Yeah, yeah that Baduism, man. You get that Baduism on you. Start wearing shoulder pads. How many years ago was that? About seven, five, seven? You, you be sitting there right now with some... Uh, <laughs> this is a motherfucker. With some dashikis on or something. <laughs> <laughs> that pussy is legendary. I see, I see, the legend of it is legendary. The I, legend I ain't really it. heard nobody speak on it firsthand, but it, it just... That would be a, just a podcast. Her body of work is right before you. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it, right? Common, like I remember the videos changed for Common and then different people. And then Andre, and I'm like, whatever that is, I need to know. <laughs> it's, it's, def- it's definitely some magic in that in there, man. It's definitely something magical about it. I, I do All not right. deny. I just, I'm just basing that on the on the facts. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's obvious you look at people. It's on the facts. All right, so conversations. Hold up, no ceilings, GL, my boy Peter, feel me, y'all know, I heart, all that. What, well, my uncle Short, man, the ultimate player, the player before I even understood what playing was about, <laughs> feel me, when I just was listening to records and I was like, man, this nigga is talking some crazy shit. What up, bro? <laughs> P.O.P., the player of players. The player of man, all players. I like that. Pop. There you go. That's an album. <laughs> That's a concept. The player of all players. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Pop music. Come on. That's a great point. Really I like that. Yeah. Anyway, what's up, Unc, man? What's you, you hear the, that line in an old Two Shirt song. It, it, it's been said. <laughs> the player of all players. It's been said, man. Yeah. Hey, man, I, uh, the first time they ever got me in the studio and said, uh, you know, make an album. What, you want to name that album? I really couldn't. I didn't have no slick-ass title on, on deck, so I just was like, shit, name it. Don't stop rapping. That was my that was my theme from day one. When you grab the mic, don't stop rapping like like fucking a hundred bars, whatever. Just go. Fuck the hook. Just don't stop rapping. And then rap a lot and fucking never stop making songs. Just, I've, I've been doing this shit, man. Living Fuck up all to the it. rap shit. Rap shit is is world renowned, and the motherfuckers didn't ask you about the rap shit forever. And I, Living up to they, it. Yeah, yeah. The player shit. How to like? That, I, I get it because I'd have been up top, right? I'd have been in Northern that California. That filled the rap. That's what made the rap. Yeah. It's just the player shit. That's what made the rap. I was uh, I was walking down the street with my radio. I was flowing at the time, you know, doing like little rhymes. Rhymes used to go like um, 
Like I was like mimicking what I heard out of New York. So we like, yeah, the girl in the red. I heard what you said. You know that it was lame as fuck, but it was like it was rhyming and it was novelty and people could see you doing. It was like he's rhyming. But then I was walking down the street with my radio and the message came on. First time I ever heard it. And he was like, broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage. No, like that shit. And it gave me a visual. I was like, that was my first time that a rap song made me see something. It's crazy. I had a conversation with Eric B and my other partner from New York. And I told him, I could tell when y'all came about, the message meant more to y'all than anything else. (laughs) Because your shit, Ice-T shit, NWA easing them shit. It opened the floodgates to tell your story. You was like, like everybody story. got that light. I got that light. I was like, fuck. I'm sitting there rapping this shit. I'm about to start rapping about Oakland. Like it was that easy. And shit. It, it, that's the formula right now. That's what that's where the game comes from. And it wasn't like I was sitting there at that moment in time in my life going, damn, I got so much game. I need to just start rapping about game. It was really like this is how you live. I was like, oh shit, this, I'm right. I'm in, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in the motherfucking movie called Oakland. I'm in it, and all the game is just all around me. And I'm like, all I gotta do is rap about Oakland, like they rapped about New York. And I just that's what started it. That's crazy. Now Pete think he's a, well. Pete is a player, but I think he's a player because he got hurt before. I'm, no, no, no. I'm a retired player. I'm not a player no more. What's the definition of a player? I don't know. It depends on I guess who you ask me, how you ask it. All I know is this, and I, from what mm-hmm. you were saying a second ago, I couldn't buy an ounce of game with cold, hard cash he before lied. I moved to Oakland. You got to learn it. You got to oh, learn yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he lived up top. I lived there. I lived on MacArthur back in the day. And it's like 04, so like right when like the side showing was going on and all that kind of shit. By the time I left out of there, couldn't tell me shit. I had a reputation within the, within the city. It was great. You know what? That might be why you hard on a motherfucking woman like that, though. Your time in the Bay. Because the thing about the West, the whole West, is, is they don't play about women. They hard on women. If you, if, you, if you think you just something, you better be what you say you is because the, the whole West is hard on the women. But I definitely agree. Northern California, it's a different vibe. They ain't going to play. It's training, man. It's training. And it's not, um, it's really, it doesn't have anything to do with how you get at a female. That's not what the training is. People interpret it different ways. So when you when you receive the game, you got a lot of choices on how you put it back out there. Mm-hmm. But it's really about just not being a sucker. Just period, point blank, in all your situations, don't walk into the room and be the sucker. Don't be the weak nigga. Don't be the nigga that's getting used. Don't don't yeah, you know? Don't exactly. be manipulated. Be the manipulator. So if you're not gonna be manipulated, the best way to do it probably is to learn how to be a manipulator. Um, and then you then it's like it's like. It's like a being a con man, yeah. but you don't necessarily have to run cons on people. But being a con man you and ain't learning them, con. you ain't finna get con. You know all yeah. the angles. So yeah. it's all about like trying to learn the angles, man. Like I see how she coming at me. I'm not finna spit the same game every time at a female, but I see how she coming at me. So let me go to uh, file number 101-23 and run that game on her. You know what I'm saying? Or deal with her like that. And it's like every situation you're supposed to be you know, be able to think on the fly. Every situation is a different situation. And player is something that you choose to be. Because a lot of game up motherfuckers that don't want to be a player. They found something good that they wanted like this. Yeah, you know, that's, that's like my a, story. You know, I feel like I feel like a pimp who never had to pimp. So instead of pimping, 
host, I decided to just be a player. I'm going to use my game that way. So I, a lot of females come into my area and come and come get close to me and might be thinking they're dealing with, like, you know, some square level type shit or some player type shit. And I'm really, like, mentally, like, leveling up on her, like, with pimp game. Wait a minute. This had to be in the 80s. Ain't nobody... Ain't nobody... Nobody couldn't have tried to run no game on you past 90, nigga. It, your player was world-renowned by that point. You got to, hey, but you got to get slick. You got to get slicked in the game by, you, you have to, to, to so in people, order to elevate. So women were still trying you past 90? How many of them thought it was an act and they would roll up like thinking, oh, this, this ain't really what it is? Well, you know, chicks to this day, I mean, they never, they get they, the fuck out they of pull here. Up, they pull up and, uh. They just kind of like go fishing, man. Like, you know, like... Man, like, hell no. Like, women live in a universe of no consequences. We like, know this. They give you that open door. Do you want to be a sucker? Like, they... All the time, like... <laughs> they add, they try to get you to be a sucker. Still. Man, I didn't... I didn't have... Bro, I can tell you a story. We can talk about this shit endlessly. I, one of my... One of my favorite days was... um, We was... We was with, we had the whole little mob with us. We out of town at a... All-star basketball in... Like, Denver or some shit somewhere. And... This chick pull up on me like with the with a hoe vibe. She getting at me like she want me to be on the pimp vibe. She talking like a real hoe, you know. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of little exchanges, and I I say, I'm like I'm in real mode at the moment, right? We hit yeah. the all star, we kicking, and I'm like, baby, look, I ain't no pimp. I be rapping, you know what I'm saying? I'm you know it's all good. I just ain't. she she turned around and told some nigga, she was like, hey baby, this nigga too short, say he don't got no hoes, <laughs> and then. She was like, I'm a, that's my nigga right there. He's a real pimp. Like, she started getting like real, like, like about to yeah, go there. And yeah. I, I, I rolled up on homie. I, she was still, still talking. And I rolled up on homie. I said, man, you might want to make her stop talking, bro. <laughs> like, like with, not with a whole bunch of, I like, you might, because niggas was going to either beat her up or him up, whatever. It was going to happen. So, fuck all the rap shit. He shut his bitch up. Who, <laughs> who was the coldest player you remember coming up from up top? Uh, it was a lot of real ones, like. But, but it's always that one that that got you, where you like that nigga's a real. This is the. And then you know rumors about shit like before me, like people like the War Brothers and shit. That the the, the movie the Mac, it was in the movie. The movie was like partially about them and shit. Um, <clears throat> it's names, bro. Legendary names, like you know, like I used to hang out with these uh these dudes uh Keith and Kev, and their daddy was Roosevelt Taylor, and Roosevelt Taylor he got a he got a shout out in the. Uh, in the Mac, you know, they, they they put some real pimps in that movie, like some real Oakland pimps. But in the streets, he was just one of them, uh, you know, long line, a long line of names of real ones. And then he became a preacher. And, I, you know, I'm still, I'm sitting here looking at the game, and I know how, how real it is, but it's like, I don't want to talk down on the man and them, but to me, even in, in him being a preacher... I still seen the pimp. I seen it. Like he was still like one of my heroes. But when I was coming up, not the legendary dudes before me, it was it was niggas. I went to high school with Frank the Bank. Frank the Bank came to school every day dressed like a fucking pimp. Dressed like a pimp. Every day to high school. One of his hoes went to school <laughs> with him. She came to school. High school. They went to high school, yeah. She came to school. Hold no, on, cuz. A nigga was a pimp in high school with hoes in high school? And they was going to class. They wasn't even, like, being on campus being, like... like Pimping and hoeing. No, he just... Uh, he looked it. 
if whether he had his hat on or suited with a bunch of jewelry on, whatever, every fucking day. His name was Frank the Bank. <laughs> Nigga had a perm, greatest fucking name. perm down to his shoulders. That's like Kid Ray. The the look, man, on fr- me. Frank, man. and everything is like style and shit. Frank would have the bitch that didn't go to school. She probably was an older bitch. She would drop them off at school. So, you know, we out there in the morning hanging out before we go into school. And this nigga get dropped off. There's two, three hoes in the car. He jump out with the one little hoe. And they go into school to class. And then after school, probably lunchtime too, the fucking, um, the fucking hoe come pick him up in the car, top down. <laughs> Gee, like, to, to me, like, going from down here to up there, like, everything down in L.A. is, is gang culture. Everybody, if they're not a gangbanger, they're cousin a gangbanger, uncle gangbanger. It seemed like the same thing, but for pimping in Oakland. Everybody kind of half-assed fancied himself a, a pimp or a player or the uncle a pimp or whatever else. Even if you're a gangster, you still, like, you might feel like having a pimp persona. It's just, it's just yeah. embedded in the culture. It's, it's in there. Have you ever been down, like, international when it's really lit, when there's a, a couple yeah. hundred women down yeah. there, that's <laughs> insane to me. I never seen anything like that else any city I've Back ever in the been day, in my life. used to be more like San Pablo. There was always a lot of, um, a lot of little little places where the um, host rolls and shit. But yeah, San Pablo's kind of burnt out. But my favorite one, yeah, my favorite one was uh, San Pablo. That was like a fashion show down there. It was that was big time. Frank the Bank. You ever uh, you ever heard anything about him? Frank uh, went out to the Midwest and you know he, he survived the game. He was he's been around. He put, Frank the Bank. He, that's he kept a cold he kept in touch, name, pulled up right? all the time. I can show you a picture of Frank. He's on the wall in the building, actually, on the oh, picture with sure picture That's fantastic. Frank, on the picture over there with all the pimps. He needs to be. Uh, yeah, he needs to be immortalized for such yeah, players. For sure, for sure, sure. man. And then um, you know we had dudes like uh, Gangster Brown. Gangster Brown was uh, he was one of my immediate heroes because. Gangster Brown used to drive a brown limousine Cadillac, and he was driving it. And in the back, he'd roll the windows down while he come rolling through, and it was just full of hoes. Be three, four hoes in the back. <laughs> this shit don't even seem real. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't never. I gotta watch the Mac, man. I gotta watch the Mac. I ain't lying, but then let me tell you how the shit evolves, though, man. Because you know, before us, it was real pimping like the Mac. Cadillac with all the shit and the fucking fucking uh, clothes and the matching and the, you know what I'm saying it was, they, it they was that on. that's late 70s pushed into the early 80s then it started uh, kind of I ain't gonna say changing a lot but the, the biggest blow to the pimp image was crack when the crack hit mm. you got you know if a dope dealer get on his own product and go down you just be like oh he smoked out yeah. but then as a, as a few pimps that got, you know, the whole little look. And, you know, when it, let's say you're a clean-ass pimp and then you get hooked on crack. Nigga, eventually you're going to ride that car to the only got three rims. And it's, like, you know, it's fucked up. It got a dent. Then your clothes get a little shabby. So and then question. somewhere down the line, we started having an image of pimps looking like that. Yeah. And we forgot the magic of what these motherfuckers had did for hundreds of years. If, if you, like, say late 70s, pre-crack, and... The track would pretty much be, I would assume, I'm before my time. Like a fashion show. Yeah, but it would be populated by, like, professional hoes who, who had pimps. Pretty as that. fuck. Yeah. All well, you start getting, I don't want to say 1099 kind of hoes who just strung out, got to go sell some pussy to get a hit real quick, polluting the track. I would imagine that when that started to happen, that, too. That's how I grew up. That's what happened right. after 85. Like, I grew up seeing 
pimping and hoeing that way. Like I didn't even see hoes. I only seen strawberries. So, so then, okay. So if you got a, if you got a certain uh, integrity about what you do, and you see this drug flood the 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 the, the turf, the track and shit and shit and fucking uh, it's just making the shit look bad. And that whole little, like I just got the image of when it was like. It's like your dick for twenty dollars, and it's just you know crackhead hoe, crackhead hoe. You know it's just like, but the glamour went out of it. But then it never went away because you sit there and talk about um, like you you say she's a hoe, but she's a call girl, mm. and you like the call girl. You expect her to kind of like carry herself a little different. So call girl now could, is the old she, constitution. She could walk into a hotel and walk up to a hotel rooms. Walk, do her deed, walk back out and get in her car and go. Yeah. As well as she could do, be a call girl and go do a, a house call or something. But you see a hoe as a bitch who get picked up into a car on a street corner for chump change and do the do in the car or something or go do it in a cheap motel or something. Yeah. But the other side of it, so you say, what does a call girl make? Oh, every time she go on a call, she going to make 500 or better. So, that's, so call girls is the old prostitutes, the real ones. No, that's just it's just a different level. I mean, it's I different mean, levels. I mean, yeah. How it's like selling be? it's like selling rocks or selling ounces or selling sure. kilos. What level you on? Sure. So the fucking um the call girl is now, you know, it this this turns into from from that old crackhead shit, it turns into where you wanna be. You don't wanna be on the street, you know. Bitch, get on there, get my money. You don't, you don't yeah, want to be that guy no more. Over. That's like fucking little little kid games and shit. That's some shit. Like like the real ones, like sh- they wasn't even in that world. You you sitting there stuck on crackhead hoes and all that. These niggas over here looking like the nigga might play for a sports team or the nigga might be a rapper or you be like, like I don't know who this little baller ass motherfucker is and got three or four and they knocking down, you know. 15, 20 a month each. Mm-hmm. And it's coming daily gobs of cash. And you sitting there making fun of these pimps and not even knowing the whole time the game moved on. And the game kept going and it was like it was a it was a beautiful thing, bro. Like I can take you through eras of like East Coast, Miami, fucking here in LA, fucking Vegas like a motherfucker, Hawaii. And the game lives on like that. That crackhead image stayed in shitty ass neighborhoods, and and you know if that's what you wanted to go for. But man, that piece shit. It ain't about a fucking suit and tie and a motherfucking uh, yeah. rhyming, rhyming and shit with yeah. words with your fucking name or some shit. It's, yeah, motherfuckers riding Lambos, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's unplayer to pay a prostitute. Because <laughs> uh, I. I I think I've been on this whole spell, like right when I'm working on music. I just think that's unplayer. Yeah, so, um. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes, in a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase. 
while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're not a real player if you're paying. So look, if you got an arrangement going with a with a, with a chick, if y'all got some kind of arrangement where it's a money-making family vibe, money coming to the, like you sit at the table, you bring in money. I mean, if you got a money maker, you, you don't want her to be broke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to let her live her best life too. If you're living your best life, let her, you know, I, I it's different ways. Like some dudes, it's like really hardcore on it. But if you're just a civilian and you come in contact with a hoe, I mean, she's only looking at you one way if you give her money. There's no, there's no other there's no other way. And if you don't give her money, she's only looking at you one way, like you're a trick or you're not a trick. <laughs> which, which one are you shit? You're either paying me or you're wasting my time. <laughs> God, some shit. When you're dealing with a real one. Yeah, yeah. But now we got the blurred lines of uh, sure, yeah, these are those cash app hoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know what they want to be. They want that forty dollars. Forty dollars. Bitch, bitch, meet you at the table in the club and say, "If you cash at me two hundred, I'll suck your dick and spend a night with you." Yeah, that's some shit. That's some like, shit. Bitch, if you don't get away from me, um, <laughs> cash at me right now. <laughs> that's why I you see so much though. shit that's funny though. To listen, <laughs> I talk about cash like hey. I can't imagine. I can't, but I can't imagine a motherfucking broad that's gonna come up trying to play you. Bro, but you know the, that's um, my life. the trick philosophy is, I mean, I was going to take her to dinner anyway. <laughs> I heard niggas say that. Niggas be killing Hello. me with that. Hello, you have to deliver the helicopter. Okay, here that's, that's my food. Well, like, all right. You, that's a truck. That's a food delivery. Right. You, know, <laughs> you know, you, you know, delivery guys look at me at face value. Yeah. Girls think this is a walking, oh, it's a white man. easy bread situation. Yeah. yeah. 
So I get all of that. You get all the offers. I get I get inboxed cash apps unsolicited. <laughs> like just hey, in what's case, up? I think just you're, in case I think you want to send me some You money. should holler at me. Here's my cash app. I don't even know you. Like <laughs> they walk up to me like that. Like it's do whatever. you feel like extra salty about that? It was like so you really just think I'm just not really because I view it as an opportunity. Now you're gonna learn. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I hang out with a couple of white pimps, man. It's like, what about it's, white players? It's um, there's some white pimps. White? Oh, was it white Price. folks from from Chicago? I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the suit and tie, the OG. I'm talking yeah. about some young, real white pimps. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a way to do it, bro. But look, you know, game is game. They learn real fast. Like if you if you live and die by the game, they just learn real fast who you are. Like they. They engaging you all, man. So I, I don't know about this game, goofy hoe and shit, but real hoes at all times they just like they got the whole sonar on you, man. They like reading is he or ain't he? Because if you ain't got no money for it, she ain't really putting a whole lot of energy in you. Period. It's just a time frame. We should try to figure out you, you gonna bread me up or not. But, <laughs> it's all that time. <laughs> the real game is is vicious. It's savage. It ain't for everybody, man. That real life, real yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, play yeah. game is what we all been rapping and talking about. You gotta about. really know what's for you. That play yeah. game where you know the, the new way, man. Like you can call yourself a pimp. You know what I'm saying? You could. You know what I mean? It's, it's call yourself a player, and all you're doing is uh, paying all the hoses with you. But you a player? That's that's the new day. Can't pay him, and, he, and he got the. That's a, the I sand. call that an Atlanta player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it, said it first. It ain't tricking if you got it. That's a lie. It's tricking still. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's just tricking. That's cool. That to me, that's it's just tricking that ain't affecting your pockets. I prefer. That's the one thing I love about Stunner Man, right? That's the one thing I love about Stunner Man, right? With Stunner Man, Stunner Man, they they knew it was tricking. It wasn't never yeah. like trying to. They never denied it, right? And was like, "Oh, this ain't tricking. This is tricking still." Like when I talk to girls from Atlanta, and this and this is a little, maybe more socio-political. You know what I mean? Like it's trying to find a diagnose what makes West Coast mentality a West Coast mentality. But girls from Atlanta, are like, well, I expect a guy to be a gentleman and to pay for da 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 da. And I'm like, sweetheart, you're in Los Angeles. Like, firstly, so. All that southern gent crap, you can leave it where you came from because we don't do that shit out here. But to your point, why do you think I should do that? What about you makes you think you deserve that from me? Out the box. Why? Mm. Never an answer. But I feel like down in like, like the Texases of the world, it's a different you mentality. got extra cash on hand if you're a regular guy because life is cheap out there. Out here, life is not cheap. So you saying because if you if I wanted to go spend money like I wouldn't like you got an extra seven hundred dollars a month to go blow on impressing a girl every month in Dallas if I did that out here in the wrong situation I'm getting evicted over pussy Puff are you on live like nobody getting evicted over some pussy so in Houston So we just recording the show for you just to broadcast it live <laughs> Puff cut your shit off please Puff pieces. Could you please cut it off Puff so we can have some okay. That's the thing man the hardest part about player is watching when somebody try to play you. Mm. That's why that's why I can't commit to being a player. It's just it's, it's too like you got to be on guard all the time. But I can't trick neither. And I don't know. I think that's just cuz I'm from here. That's why I say I retired. Because now I look at it like I want to buy my time back. 
I know, oh, now this makes that's sense. That's what it was. Because yeah. if I if I look at it like I'm giving you my time for free, I, I'm saying to you our time is worth the same amount. If I'm giving you money for my time, I'm saying my time is worth more than yours because it's profitable to me to give you so money for your time. So what's affordable for a fine broad that if you wanted to pay her? I don't know. I can't bring it to – I can't – Deep, I mean, I digging into my shop. soul to do it. I can't I dig into my soul. They was talking about like the baddest bitches in LA, the baddest bitches. I don't know who that is. And they start putting up uh, numbers. So it's like a, it's like a bar- barbershop full of ballers. They start putting up the numbers. They're like, well, um, you know, oh girl, such and such. They're like, oh yeah, she she fine as fuck. They're like, nigga, her rent like thirty five hundred. She could, you pay the rent, you can fuck for a month. Nigga was like, I got thirty five hundred. <laughs> That's how the conversation was going. I'm just sitting there listening to get my haircut. Oh my God, I know Shit. you had to be so betrayed. Like, like, hey, man, you raised this generation and this is what we gonna do. But a nigga said, man, if she charged 3500 to be her boyfriend for a month, I'm in. I just don't think Christ nobody almighty. that bad, I don't think. I'm saying, bro, it's, it's, uh. is, is there a woman that I think is that bad to where I would pay for her company? I just can't believe that's it's a, I'm paying for her absence. It's a it's a Apparently. it's a trick leisure of not having to go through the brain power of the fucking back and forth with the dialogue and then the ghost. But just, that's but that's the best part. No, it's not the best part. That is that's, that's, it, it becomes I'm saying, the I'm worst part. I'm, I'm sure saying how, how they think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you want you, you want that in the world. We want a lot of that in the world because. Cause you know, pussy makes money, and you know, if if a chick is like on the independent side, or if she got some sponsorship or something, I either, had a, I either had a way it's, it's coming, it's it's going into the the universe. I had a conversation about this earlier. I wanted to tell you about this, fucking king. No, look. Uh, so I was telling the homie on live. I was like, the problem is, men try to value themselves based off the pussy they getting, mm-hmm. and like if you getting pussy, I was talking to I was talking to Katie. We was bushing, chopping it up. And we was having a conversation about fucking. And he was like, we was talking about Drake specifically. I don't remember what we was talking about. It wasn't nothing crazy. But he was like, man, Drake music ain't for people that get pussy. And I said, that's crazy because everybody get pussy. He like, nah, gee, everybody don't get pussy. I said, it's a nigga in a tent (laughs) on Maple and Fourth right now getting some pussy. And I noticed that that nigga started to value themselves off the bitches they was fucking. Like, the bitch don't got the one lady or the one man that nobody's going to be proud she did. And I noticed other people wanted girls that I talked to because I talked to them. And I'm like, well, I don't understand how is that valuable if she will fuck anybody. Like, it's always, any girl who you overvalue, any girl that's overvalued, she didn't hit somebody that she was looking like, you fuck that nigga? I know, man, but it's a popularity contest going on right now, and it's just a matter of... uh what kind of little clips can you get and what kind of little still photos can you get? So if you go into the frame of a lens and you put on some fake-ass diamonds and some fake-ass gold and you pay a bitch to stand there in the picture with you or two bitches that you pay and, y'all, and it's a bottle on the table that you bought and you fucking you show that picture to somebody now. later on, you could redefine that moment. You know what I'm saying? You could just let the moment look look at them captioning something and that... That, that that validifies your player. What the OG homie told me, he you said... You pay for all this shit and the shit. You, you got overcharged for the bottle. You paid the two hoes. Exactly. You fucking bought the fake jury. Everything exactly. about you in that picture is fake. And you put you put a, a caption, you know and that motherfuckers give you hella likes. They like shame. it. Shame. There's no more shame. Yeah, I'm telling because you, Because right? to me, 
most of the time of the stuff I don't do, I ain't going to tell because I don't want to be ashamed of myself. I'm not going to do certain things because it's shame of myself. These niggas could look in it like... These these niggas could look in the mirror and be lying and be okay but with But look the where the himself. validation is coming from. The validation used to come from only the streets, only the community. Now it comes from Regular. imaginary motherfuckers that just got to tap a screen twice. Yeah. That's validation, two taps. So validation used to be, uh, man, Glasses said you a real one. Now two taps. If enough yeah, people do that, that t- them taps said you a real one. And you ain't did nothing to become that. I'm sure that... I ain't, I ain't in, I ain't following it, but I'm sure somebody just became super fly ass gangbanger. I ain't talking about no name, no yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From social media, like nigga, yeah, I'm Ward, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, man, this nigga ain't, ain't nobody in the streets yeah. know of his rep. And, and to me, like, it, I don't. What's crazy is I don't have a problem with it if your own homies is validating it. That's where I kind of be like, well, I ain't tripping. If your own homies gonna let you get it off, I ain't tripping. What well, fuck with me is. When they start trying to convince me, it, that's that's my issues. Like I was telling Charlemagne, my issues with trans people in general is don't try to convince me. Convince yourself. That's the only mm. thing I feel like as a man or as a human being, convince the person in the mirror. But when people start trying to mess with your mind, so if certain people like that was putting on the show of being a gangster for their brand, start trying to convince me. That's one thing I never had to deal with. So what about like the inception of a whole new? Hood, like you, you take New York 25, 30 years ago, and like Atlanta just recently in the last five so years, a little more maybe. Yeah, and on. you know, no matter where it comes from, New York, they said it came from the prisons and spread out to the streets. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, I feel like it damn near came from hip hop or something. I don't know where the yeah, fuck, yeah, could but be, could be. I'm just saying, how you feel about like. Motherfuckers just wake up one day. They got a, a bunch of us little homies. We hang in apartments. We like, fuck it, nigga. We the so-and-so Crips now. And then, for a minute, it's like, bro, y'all ain't even really. But then, uh, 10, actually, 20 years from now, them same niggas. It's, it's like, some niggas, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a whole little, little, little pack of little niggas that was born into that shit. And you say, man, y'all hood ain't real. They like, nigga, I was born into this shit, nigga. That's why I keep saying, I, I argue with the homie the other day. I'm like, <laughs> you can't tell a nigga out of town this Crippin' ain't real. Them niggas grew up with Crippin' and Bloodin' at this point. Yeah. So, so it don't matter its origin. You feel me? It don't matter where it started at. If it's two, three generations deep, like, it's certain states across the country me and dog had this conversation. I'm like, niggas grew up gangbanging. They grew, they older brothers. They, some niggas' fathers in other states were gangbangers. So now they kids growing up in it. So at that point, it don't matter where it started at. Nobody give a fuck. Rap, rap would have allowed me, if I was looking at this shit all wrong, rap would have allowed me to be the coldest pimp in the world. Just because what I was rapping about, I could have just said, fuck yeah, it. All the at some stuff. point, just went and got eight hoes and like, fuck rapping, just been out of control. Yeah. And it would have been... The life imitating art, not the other way around, you know? Yeah. Could have did it, bro. Like, you know? Yeah, it was, a, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of prostitutes came to you and was like, hey, I will sell for you. They did a TV imagined. special on that. Like, BET did a thing where there was, like, actually at one of your shows backstage, some girl, they were following around. She was trying to be, oh, I'm going to go up on, <laughs> on Too Short and I'm going to go get That's on his team show. and shit. Like, she thought this was, this was a real it's episode a real of team. television. And you and you were on there looking indifferent as fuck about this bitch walking up to you trying to join your team of hoes. And you were like, what are you doing? I'm at a con- I'm about to do a show. She's like, nah, I'm finna sell it for you today. <laughs> Short-haired <laughs> chicken shit. So, I, like... 
That's how I feel about, like, your rap being, like, player. Like, it was always player. Like, I heard Pimp, but I think I always got player. Yep. So that's, I, I could never imagine somebody 12 years, you know, in 90 fucking two, talking about, let me, I'm going to play too short, girl. That just, how could you listen to too short and think to yourself, eventually some of this shit got to become real. Uh, As a female, the songs were designed for you to uh, detach yourself from the insults and easily just say, he's talking about her. You the only nigga in the world that can get that off, though. I kind of write it that way a little bit, too. It had to be something. It's certain words, like, even in all my raps, I try to make it seem like I'm only talking to one dude. Like, I'm not talking to a group of people. I'm not talking to a crowd. I'm be like, I'm, I, in the rap, I'm always like, yeah, man, I said something, something. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm just like little shit, just like little shit. And it's, it's a conversation to one person. And then every time I go in on that bitch ain't shit type shit, I make sure I don't say bitches ain't shit or y'all bitches ain't shit. It's always like the bitch ain't shit. Why, why? So if you're a female, you, you sing you, along you with it too. That bitch, that yeah. bitch right there, bitch you ain't shit. <laughs> And I just, I, I I learned that pe- by people's reactions to the songs I was writing. So I just started like writing more like that style. And, and the, the the way when I rap to the one person, I call it out in my mind. I call that one person the too short fan. Like there's one too short fan that fuck with too short. So like real for real. It was a lady so on Instagram I, with her husband and the husband. Did you see that? I see that. Yeah, that's in Sacramento. And her husband was looking like. Like bitch, He's you know like, all the words. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but no, if I if I think I'm right, I'm doing a song, I'm recording, I'm like, man, that real two short fan ain't gonna like this shit. He gonna be mad because I get little information from real two short fans. Like motherfucker, like, man, I like that song, bro, but they didn't have that two short bass. So I like when I'm in the studio, I gotta remember about that two short bass. Or motherfucker, like, man, you, why you being all nice on that song? Or you know what's funny? Your brand is as advertised. And, I, and sometimes I don't mention you because I always mention Ice-T, I always mention Dog, but your brand is as advertised. You 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 exactly who you are on the records. And Banks used to tell me, I'm, I record a song, we record some shit. He was like, that shit hard, but uh, you got to put that two-shirt shit on it. So when I figure out what he's talking about, the two-shirt shit is go back and say all the same shit, except instead of saying, yeah, bitch, suck my dick, just go back and say, yeah, bitch, suck my dick. Bitch, like, like, say it, and it come out better on the record. So you don't, you didn't really know shit about brand. This just was how you was living. Exactly. I'm with branding, marketing. What the fuck? Who, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck that is, man? We out there, we was out there being it, and really like saying what was really real. So, uh, born to Mac, the album cover. Yeah, nigga, I would never lie about that day. We went up to shoot the album cover. I'm like, this This 1987, the day we did this photo shoot. In 87, the first half of 87, I was broke as fuck. Second half of 87, I had hella money. When we shot that album cover, we're right in the middle of them two. That day we go up there, you know, we getting a little paper and shit, but it ain't really happening yet. But my nigga, Ted Bohannon, he got eight cars, hella money, all kind of shit. You know, him and his brother, they had big gang of shit, whatever. So... The Cadillac on Born and Mac album cover is Ted's car. And we go to do the shoot. I'm like, man, we got to get the caddy, man. We got to put the top down something. We got to go park it up at the top of the top of the, the town and just see the whole view of the bay and all that. We get up there that day, and it's overcast. 
So we we looking at clouds and shit. We don't see the water. We don't see the skylight of San Francisco. We don't, we don't see all this shit. So uh, Chris Hicks, CNH, who um, he put uh, Looney's in the game. He put Drew down in the game. You know, we all the same crew. So Chris, he looking. We up there. It's about you know eight ten homies, a few cars up there. We got the Cadillac position. We got the photographer. I'm right there. I got probably like got a little chain on or something to do the album cover. Chris was like. We, we lost. We don't got the scenery. He like, man, fuck all this shit. We, it's a bunch of dope dudes outside, right? He like, everybody, all y'all niggas, take all y'all jewelry up. Put all the jewelry on short. Blah, blah, blah. Like, who the, like you know what I'm saying? Wow. So we sit up there and over-dramatize over everything about it. And when you look back on that cover, you're like, man, that nigga's a pimp. Look at this nigga. Man, really your niggas. But it's... It, it's it's Oakland, bro. You represented Oakland. It's Oakland. Like, nigga, like, nigga, we all band together to make this motherfucking cold-ass character. And the shit is, you know, so then the story I'm trying to tell you is, so now I perpetuate this moment in life. I'm like, money coming in. I'm like, the first thing I got to do that I did wrong in the universe, I got to go fix that shit. I have to buy this Cadillac. And I gotta go buy a bunch of fucking chains, and I have to drive this Cadillac down the street with <laughs> so these nigga, chains on. Oh, I got this shit. Before somebody say, <laughs> nigga, nigga, that was Ted card, nigga. Exactly. Whoop, nigga. Nah, nigga, go ask Ted. You go to Pink Slip, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I drove that motherfucker through every hood in the just bay. so niggas know it was with real. With the top down, it was real life. It was not Born to Mac album cover was not a picture. It really happened. Yeah. For real, for real. All right, look, I ain't gonna keep you, man. I just, I, I just. But I'm saying that's the the game. You get what I'm saying? Hard, it ain't, though. Yeah, though. But, it but it, you don't mistake the game by saying I got to get on a bitch. That's not what the game is. Yeah. I got to get on all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Everybody got to know this shit. Yeah. Straight up. So. <sighs> Tell you, bro. I know you. I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. You know. I know you know. Cause. And that's coming from first 14 years of my life in L.A. So I got to go up here and adjust to this shit. I ain't. I didn't just, I wasn't born into the shit. I got there and just learned the game real fast, like, you know, crash course. Yeah, you learn. It, they, uh, a top man, you going to tell you something else that's beneficial about Short Dog is them first 14 years gave me something that when I got that, when I got the two short shit together, the Oakland Pimp and all that, I had a fucking ace in the hole that was like way heavy. It was called L.A. You know what I'm saying? And then I, when I got to, so when I go to move around, I'm not, I got, you got to go to the big city. But when I go to the big city, it's actually hella familiar, hella family, hella connects. I know, I know the streets. I know how to move around. So that. Where you from down here? Uh, 80th and Budlong, man. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. I, my cousin's everywhere in LA. I got cousins on uh, uh, El Segundo and Main Cross Street from Lock High. I got, yeah. uh, for life, I got cousins fucking, uh, my cousins live on 105th and uh, Norman D, fucking 84th and Fig, all that 80th shit. 80th and Budlong. We got some property on 80, 80th Man, you and you know Fowler. my cousins. Put it I like probably that. I do. I probably I do. I'm sure. I got a lot of cousins in L.A. That's crazy, dog. Straight up. But just adding that to it, knowing how to get up and down that Highway 5, and when you get off that freeway, what to do and what not to do, where to go and where not to go, and actually having family and relatives going, oh, you know what is going on right here. And, you know, like really knowing, like I, I know... I know a lot. Like I probably couldn't sit here and talk to you. Uh, but you know way more than anybody. history. Yeah. But I could, like, I could follow the stories from the fucking '80s when it really jumped off. I can even tell you the shit about before the '80s when I was here, because I moved away before gangbanging got active. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't no motherfucking every nigga in red shooting every nigga in blue. No, it was no. like hella territorial. 
It was a lot of niggas. I was I lived all crip shit, so it was a lot of niggas that just. Was well, I like, know exactly what you stayed. It yeah. was just like crip, get along kind of crip. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't crip on crip. Yeah, I never shit. grew up in that. By the time I came up, it was just where you from versus the niggas next door. Yeah, period. So, it and it's what crazy because so I leave, I, I leave on like an elementary school kind of vibe, you know, like kind of young. And when I come back, nigga, everybody I grew up with is banging. <laughs> I'm like everybody, everybody. <laughs> and it's like. Oh uh, man, my little cousins. I'm like, God damn, like. So you just like a real West Coast California nigga. Yeah, Talk man. About it. I, I, you know, I just is is a fortunate, uh, you know, uh, events that I, you know, occurred in my life and shit, and I just kind of like rode the wave the right way and kind of, kind of. All right, cuz. How I did made. you just okay? Before we jet out, how did you not pimp if it's that simple? Well, I'm sure situations can happen, but how did you not commit? To the easy opportunity because it had to be because okay the, it, it, I'm the, easy you could do it easy without even trying. I started rapping as soon as I got to the bay, 1980. Me and my rap partner Freddie B, we get popular really fast yeah. before anybody else. So anybody, period, in hip hop, we we popped it off in the bay. Then I go to uh, 75 Girls Record, Dean Hodges. I start making records with Dean and this motherfucking um. The shit just blow up. Then from Dean, the next situation, we start our own company, which was with Dean Hodges on on 75 Girls Records. He he was a D boy. You know, everybody came up with it, it was all D boys. So his his little brother and his first cousin, we branched off from Dean because you know Dean he don't he, like we the little kids to him. He like I'm through with y'all. So we branched off and start our own shit using the formula that he used on 75 Girls Records. So mm-hmm. we start Dangerous Music. And nigga, that's, that's like 87. We started making a lot of money. The first thing we put out was Freaky Tales. Start making a lot of money. I go from there to Jive Records. I start making a lot more money. Start doing tours. I'm, I was on the Straight Outta Compton tour with ECE. Yeah, the next year when Ice Cube quit NWA and went out tour solo, I'm on that tour with him. Nigga, we everywhere. I'm everywhere. Like, so I'm thinking, before I could even think, like, uh, Man, I don't pimp the holler. I'm, I, I just fall into this too short shit. And, nigga, I ain't never been stupid. So, this whole time, it's easy as fuck to go, nigga, if you rap about pimping on every album and then you go out and pimp some hoes, you you're, you're actually just doing your own case for the district attorney to just fucking put your ass away forever. That'd be the easiest case I ever filed with proving too short was a pimp. I, I couldn't do that shit, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I like it was just even the weekends and the month and the year and whatever time I did like take some whole money. A hoe would bring what I said. A bitch on a good month, the bitch go got to bring you know, average fifteen thousand a month. Sure, that's a great yeah. nigga. I'm getting that shit Friday night. Yeah. Sure. Why am I gonna wake on this bitch thirty days to give me what I'm getting Friday? Yeah. Come on, man. All right. So if it's one last thing, if it's one player. One thing, one person who you feel like throughout your whole career, you done did a million motherfucking interviews and all that. If it's one person you want to thank that you like that, that nobody ever says like, man, you know what? This person was influential in the shit I do and motherfuckers will have no idea. I mean, it's only one, one name you could go to, man, that, that before anything else that mattered happened. It was the, the one in, the one thing that was a factor was the nigga Dean Hodges. And that was it. Like, I could tell you about what 
what the Bohannons did for me. I could tell you about what you know people in the music industry did for me. I could tell you about what family members did. But this nigga Dean was, I'm, I'm, I just turned 19. Now my mama moved from, and my brother, they moved from Oakland to Phoenix. So now I'm in the town by myself. I didn't just got up here like uh, five, six years ago, and now I'm solo bolo in the town. I get plugged in through to Dean through his little brother. And they, Dean is a nigga who's playing kilos and shit. He got this 1985. He's driving an 85 Benz. He got an 85 Cadillac. He got a house in the hills. He got all this shit. And we would see the nigga ride by. We knew his little brother. You see a nigga ride by Dean, the kind of nigga, and he don't wave at you. you know, some old players, they wave at you. Yeah, this nigga don't even look your way. He just, like, brand new pants, straight up yeah. the hill. You see a nigga going up the hill. You're like, oh, okay. He wouldn't even wave at his own goddamn brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nigga, we see you later. So, look. See you later. So, we, we really cool with his brother because we know that's Dean's little brother. He got hella, like, benefits, goodies, and shit, and he coming through with the shit, and he, you know, he getting, his, he getting his rightful respect for his status in life. So... He like, I'm going to plug you with my brother, man. And he take me up there and, you know, the nigga give us the cold shoulder. Won't even open the door for us. And then he like, hey, what's up, man? You know, come back later. So, Fuck it, we come back later. He, he, he roll us up in there. And I ain't never, man. I don't, like, you could talk about this player shit, but this nigga Dean was a player. <laughs> like, this nigga, this nigga had a girlfriend that lived with him. But then at all times, it was just like, bitches. Like, we sit on the couch watching TV. It's, I'm acting like I don't give a fuck, but there's two bitches dancing behind me in their panties, and they, like, just in their own world, and he's just acting like they ain't there, and his house just, he got motherfuckers coming in and out, uh, buying fucking dope. He didn't sell nothing under, like, he really sold it, like, just, like, like street fa famous motherfuckers, celebs and shit, so you had to come by, like, at least buy about an ounce or something. Like, he wasn't, it wasn't no, no trap house or nothing. Yeah. And Nicky just... He wanted to be a rock star, man. So he was selling his little dope. And he said he had been selling dope since sixth grade. That's all he ever did. He was really good at it. And he was living a rock star life. So he hired all these musicians. He got Too Short the Rapper. He got the bras for the look. He got everything he wanted. And like, all y'all be around me now. Now do it. <laughs> so we had that. He, been, he buying the best studios, the best equipment. Like, when I've come out with... Born and Mac and all that shit. Even before that, when I was doing that 75 Girl shit, nigga, we on the best shit. Mm. We got we got Rick James motherfucking musicians in the house. We got niggas that play with Tower Power. He got if you got a, a if you got a weakness, he was a he was fucking just like uh exploiting that shit, man. Like, what's your weakness? Here, take more of it. <laughs> Keep playing, do that shit. So I learned from the best of the best. I learned in the best studios. At the same time, the nigga put me in this position. He tell me, you know, come stay at my house. I'm standing at his house with all the wild shit going on, with the bitches walking around naked and shit. And I'm just, <laughs> it I'm was like, over. I'm like player one on one, man. Yeah. I, um, then, I don't know if, who who all was in on this shit, but they they really reeled me in the game and was like, nigga, we you gonna be a real one, nigga? Because the nigga, nigga, the nigga had his broad. Um, he went away one night and the bitch was like walking around with a robe on, butt ass naked and shit, and she was just like, um, she was like. Man, short, you know, I've, I've been seeing you looking at me. I'm like, hey, you, you fine, I'll be looking. And she was like, shit, you want to fuck? And I'm like, so we had the house by ourselves, right? I'm like, yeah, I want to fuck. <laughs> she said, tell me, tell me something about Dean. Like, give me some dirt. I said, shit, every time you leave, 
the bitch next door come over here and they go in the room and kick it. And she was like, I knew it. She was like, all right, I'm going to give you some pussy. She went in the room, bitch never came back out. The next day he said, nigga, don't you ever let these bitches <laughs> do this shit to you, nigga. Getting a nigga, I ride a nigga around like, he like, bro, come on, man. We, we, don't we you ever like that. do that? <laughs> like, oh, fuck. We for a bitch like that, bro. Come on, that man. was ill, though. Right. You told that, though. No, but I'm you saying. You were so young. But I'm saying that that don't happen. Then I'm I'm gonna do it later on again in life somewhere. Yeah. Like nip that shit in the bud, bro. You know. Yeah, I so fuck with that. Shout Dean, out to Dean. Girl. Dean used to uh, ride a nigga down to L.A. We going down to L.A. I pr- I'm pretty sure he was going to make some business moves or whatever. You yeah. know, in the, in the in the street shit. But he on the entertainment shit. We pulling up on niggas like Ice T and, and you know just chopping up the game. He, at the same time, we doing the dirt. He doing the legitimate shit, being a label. So the nigga taught me. Move for move, how to get that money in the rap game, like how to not as a rap, not rap game, but how to fucking as a label. Business, yeah. Like this, is what you gotta do? Go do this, this, this. Go here, go there, and nigga, I. The shit that he taught me is what I taught all the all the bay niggas. Nigga, go to the um studio, mix it down, master the shit. Go to the distributor, grab that. Go take that to the motherfucker. Um, you know, go to the manufacturer, then go to the distributor. Go back, make sure your money come back like this. Blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Gave all the niggas a go here. Shit, that Dean showed me. So he's very instrumental to Bay Area hip hop. But you know, even though he wasn't a hip hop person, mm-hmm. he was. That nigga wanted to be Jimi Hendrix. He wanted to be. Boosie Collins Lonzo or like Lonzo Yeah And a nigga um, Literally Gave birth to You know E-40 and them Come from a different Sure Legacy They come from a different You know Source of where they got the game As far as the music go But it's the same shit It's the same Independent hustle And if you If you got it From knowing what 40 knew Coming from St. Charles Or if you got it from Too Short Ted Bohannon, you know, coming from Dean Hodges, it's the same game. You know what I'm saying? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 